Rachel, Rachel, sweetheart. You're a terrible, terrible waitress. Hello and welcome back to Pals Watch Friends. I am Aaron. Where is Greg? Hello, I'm here. How are you? Uh, I'm alright. I'm recovering from the the uh, dreaded disease. Yeah, how's everything been going this week? Much, much like Joey Tribbiani. Oh! <laughs> Seamless. Nice, well, nice tie-in, apart from the fact that no one else potentially would know what we're talking about right now. I don't do this for anyone else, mate. Oh, well, that's true, yeah. This isn't for them. They're just listening in. No, I stand corrected. That's fair enough. (laughs) How have you been feeling? Yeah, all right. Mixed bag. Some some days terrible, some days great. If you... So, what's happened is, uh, as we mentioned last time, we are a COVID house. So, Mm. Beck tested positive for coronavirus, which I don't know if you're aware, but it's like a highly contagious... um, pandemic we've got going on right now oh yeah i know i did hear about something about that on the the news the other day yeah right well so she's tested positive for that Hmm. i obviously live with her um, but i've just got man flu so ah okay right so i was gonna say i'm no medical expert but now you've explained it so clearly i get it now so highly so just for because i'm a bit of a simpleton highly contagious yeah uh dangerous disease yeah. Uh, one member of household has it, but the yep. chances of you getting it off that other member of household are minimal. So chances are more weighed in the favour of a different kind of cold. Man flu. Yeah. Uh, I. It's all in my head, and uh, that's why I'm freezing, Daddy. <laughs> Please help. <laughs> Please send help. Yeah. yeah. But no, I'm alright now. I'm uh, I'm doing it a bit. I just got a bit of a bit of an annoying cough, Good. as I'm and, sure Beck will testify. Yeah, and and little one's okay. That's the main thing. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah, she's good as gold. Good. As long as she gets cereal on a morning and asks for cereal three hundred times a day, she's happy. Yeah. Lily, yeah. what do you want on the telly? Cereal. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, no bother. Funnily enough, <laughs> is obsessed with a a program to do with porridge, which I've never not porridge. Not the program porridge, no, because I, I I could accept that. I wouldn't mind watching that fifteen times a day. <laughs> but it's not even a program I've seen on telly. She's found it on the iPlayer app on the iPad in the morning, and she's so it's a program I've never seen. And she's obsessed with one singular episode of this program we've never seen, which includes porridge. I mean, that's right, okay. that's pretty much my knowledge of of the thing I'm talking about. But yeah, I've seen that part about 15 times so far kids love cereal yeah apparently kids love breakfast in fact we've just had a a chorus of pancakes pancakes which is what (laughs) i've just made for breakfast so maybe kids just like breakfast yeah that would be it kids like breakfast. hello let's dig in yeah we probably should we've already spent nearly five minutes talking about various rubbish yeah uh, right. right, I'm going to give you 30 seconds. You tell me all about episode 9, the one where Underdog gets away. Your time starts now. Right, we open, surprisingly, at Perk. Uh, Rachel is trying to make some extra money. She's trying to pay for a trip away with her family. 
uh, for Thanksgiving. Ross gets jealous because Susan is getting more tummy time with the unborn baby. Joey gets a modelling job as, as a man with VD. There's a big balloon that gets loose. And that's about it, really. Okay, I don't know if you mentioned anything about the dinner. Thanksgiving dinner? Yeah, all them getting locked out. No, but I mean, you know, we're, 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 I did mention Thanksgiving, so we've got to leave something yeah, to talk fair about. Play. Yeah. Um, right. So, firstly, what is Thanksgiving? I mean, I know it's when. So I know, I know when it is. Sorry, I know what it is. When is it? I know that they have. I think it's. Is it like the third Thursday of November? Is it to give thanks for when? Uh, the, basically, the, the Europeans found America. No, I think it's like, right, the Europeans go to America, they're the baddies. The Native mm-hmm. Americans are already in America, they're the goodies. But they're not allowed to think like that. Yeah, they're just yeah. doing their own thing, mate. Yeah. Um, you're not allowed to think yeah. that, though. So then they have the big war in which the nice goodies are getting smashed to bits all the time. But mm-hmm. then they have this one meal where they all come together to be friendly and give thanks for what... They are the, thankful for. Thank, thanks for the butchery that they've caused. Yeah, I think that is literally it. I don't like many things with uh, imperialism. I don't know how you square it away as a nice thing to celebrate around a family meal, but maybe that's too heavy for this podcast. <laughs> Probably. So, so when is it? And I think it's the third Thursday of November. Something tells me that. Okay, or it's that, definitely that's... a Thursday in November, and it's not a date. It's like it moves like Easter does. Okay. And there's always that parade in New York, the Macy's Day Parade, and there's always football, and they always have the big meal. And I think it's basically a bigger deal to them than Christmas is. Yeah, well, I get that impression, and because of the big meal and all that kind of thing. The, the parade, the Thanksgiving parade, that is where we get the title of our episode from. So... When I was reading the episode title before the episode started, I thought there was some sort of typo because the because the 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 construction of the sentence was all all wrong. The one where underdog gets away, the underdog mm. gets away. I thought maybe, but then we find out that underdog is sorry. The dog. I just dropped my, the I just dropped my pen. Yeah, we find oh, out yeah. that underdog is a cartoon character and who's been. Yeah. Depicted in as, as a as a giant balloon as part of the parade, and it's it's broken off its leash and uh, leash, pardon the pun, because he's a dog. He's broke this broken off its leash and floated off into the New York skyline. Is that what we're being told? Yeah, yeah, to to wreak havoc like Godzilla would. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a large inflatable Godzilla. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, I mean, but. It's like, I understand that that bit hinges the final part of the episode. However, Mm. it's almost the least important part of the episode, which is pretty unimportant anyway. Like all of it. There's not much happening. Again, the Uh, the main thread of the episode, the important crux for everyone, or not everyone, mm. for, um, for if you take all six characters and which bit of them has a bit of development on it, Mm-hmm. That's Ross, and that bit literally isn't mentioned, and he's not even there when the underdog thing's happening. No, uh, I, I I disagree that there isn't much happening in terms of. I think there's a lot of 
there's a lot of threads in this episode, but nothing much happens within those threads. So I mean, I was so like Rachel's thread. Let's let's follow Rachel. Let's do it this way. Rachel said she meets Terry. Hang on, hang on. Pause right there before we go on to this because this is going to be. Excuse me. No, that's okay. You've got the corona. We can all appreciate that. Um, I think you've got a good idea there. We'll go through character by character, naming their threads in the episode. But before we do that. Before we start the episode, let's just—I just want to talk to you really briefly about the opener, the soft open, whatever you call it. And I'm trying to remember it. So, oh yeah, open, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we open at Perk with Rachel and Terry. Terry, Terry, yeah. the cafe owner, presumably. Yeah. Who I've never ever remember seeing. So I, I obviously I did my little bit of. Um... Uh, of research afterwards mm-hmm. um he's apparently in it one more time and mentioned a further once um but we've not heard anything of him before this i don't know who that guy is that i said on like episode three or four uh, that's what i was going to ask you, know you about so the chef i must have been right then oh get out i must have been must have been the chef it was some like italian name wasn't it um yeah um... i think so like Maurizio or something like that maybe yeah or something like that um i think you were right so yeah terry liked him um yeah he's all right he was very like um he was brutal and had absolutely no need to be he could have just said no she goes can i have a hundred dollar advance on the salary and he could have gone yes it's thanksgiving or no i'm afraid we don't do that but instead he went you're a terrible waitress (laughs) (laughs) he just chastised her yeah i think i liked him i think he was quite i think he's got a a dry sense of humor so i think although he did chastise her i think all the staff are aware that's what he's like he doesn't mean any harm by it which is why they enjoy working there and in her heart of hearts she knows she's a terrible waitress so she probably doesn't justify in advance um but what struck me is every from that first minute, I actually paused to make sure I hadn't skipped forward like a season, because all the shooting looked different to me. So all, all the right. everything looked. So the first eight episodes, it's it's looked to me like when you watch a really old program and everything seems a bit. It seems like it's different, like the you know the picture isn't as crisp and the people aren't as in focus or whatever. Mm. And Rachel looked really young and a, and all that kind of thing. And like the boys, like Chandler and Joey, looked really young and really different. And suddenly, it was like someone had flicked a switch. All the colours were a lot brighter, sharper. It's like they'd upgraded the cameras or something stupid. And Suddenly it looked more like the friends I remembered. Even Rachel seemed to look older to me. She looked she looked more like the Rachel. And she hasn't done a hair differently particularly or anything like that. But she looked more like the Rachel that we that we learned. And Joey looks looked more like the Joey that we that we remember. But it was definitely shot differently. I, I went actually went on to look to see if a different director had directed it, which they, he hadn't. Because I felt like it was all shot differently and edited differently. Well, so I didn't notice any of that at all, really. Um, but strangely, when the episode ended and it goes to like whatever the production logo is, mm-hmm. 
that jumped out at me as being like really HD. And I oh. thought, oh, I can't. Me- I was like, I can't mention that to him because wh- why would he have looked at that? <laughs> yeah. So well, how weird is that? Yeah, maybe there'd been an, literally been an advancement in some sort of digital recording or something because, yeah, oh, it yeah, just... like, like at that point they used a different camera which you can now upscale better. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, may- maybe like they've they've cleaned cleaned it up a bit in in yeah. post or whatever. Yeah, because it just struck me straight away. I was like, oh, it doesn't look old anymore. Like, do you know what I mean? When you watch an old film and you go, oh, you can tell it's old. But Yeah, and, and I mean, I wonder I if maybe I didn't notice it because if if you don't know, like, what's to notice? If, you know what I mean? If you, if you think of it that way. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, this I mean, doesn't look old. Well, therefore, why would I even think about it? Maybe that's why my brain didn't even pick up on it. Yeah, it just, because what it was with me, something, you know, when someone has a haircut and you're not sure what's different about them, it was like that, yeah. it was like something was different and I didn't know, so I had to actually, mm. I started studying it and then it suddenly jumped out to me, but, um, hey, do I, um, do I sound any different today? Uh, no. No, oh, okay, because I'm trying a different recording position, right, because I've got my wife and my baby who wanted to get ready to go out and they need to do that upstairs and normally I record from upstairs in my baby's room but look at that picture I've sent you and you'll see exactly where I'm recording from oh, right God. now. Are you in the car or something? <laughs> Live from the cupboard. Yeah I'm basically I'm in I'm in the pantry. I'm in the no, pantry. You breakfast on the brain. Look at you. You got crunching up cornflakes to your right. <laughs> I've got yeah. I've got packets of. Cri- I'm trying not to move too much, in case I rustle up a couple of packets of crisps or something. So um, oh, God, yeah. you're in your wall bunker. But I think the the acoustics. I thought because it like the smaller the room, the better for recording, the better for audio. Apparently, so I thought. <laughs> I mean, I'm literally. This is a. It's a, a width of a chair. I'm I'm sat on a chair. Which I had to, I had to go in first and then drag the chair in behind me because there's no room to go side by side. Um, oh God, I hope she opens the door and sees you in there. You look like you're in your own little war room. Oh, she knows where I am. She was yeah. one that she was the one that suggested it, and I went, I "That's ridiculous." Did. And then I went, oh, "Actually, that could work." Uh, anyway, right, let's go. So I like your thread here. So talk to us about. All six characters and their and their threads for this, um, their, their story threads for this episode. Go. All right. Rachel wants to go somewhere that I don't know where it is with her family for Thanksgiving, and mm-hmm. she needs a hundred dollars to do so. Mm-hmm. Right. She can't. Usually, her dad pays for that, but she's gone all independent. Yeah. So instead, she's trying to like tax that off our bloody owner in mm-hmm. in a handout. So that's just the same. Um, uh, put, I'll, do it. I'll jump in with a, a little comment and try not to ruin your th- flow too much. But $100 in 1994 was about 35 quid, something like that. £35 that she needed to get. That can't be right. It is. What? No, was, that can't be it right. About, right. It was just under $3 to the pound in, in the mid-90s. Right, okay. Yeah, but how much, like, for inflation? No, 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 I'm saying, though, that that she's so desperate to get this money that she just can't get her hands on for this trip, oh, and it's, I, it's about it's 30 100, quid. Yeah, it's 100 bucks. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, 
the amount that she needs is negligible. Yeah. But it's like, oh, you know, I got this job, and she does the little inverted commas when she's talking to Terry. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's why I've got this job to show that I'm independent. So can I please have a handout? Yeah. What? <laughs> no. And then she gets the handout off her friends, and then mm-hmm. she wants to go on this little skiing holiday on the day. Like she's literally leaving at presumably like noon. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? And she's waiting till the day before to get the money together. She's an idiot. So that's Rachel's thread. She can piss off. <laughs> Another episode where Phoebe just annoys me. Um, does Phoebe do anything? Um, Phoebe doesn't do anything, does she? No, I don't think so. Oh, no. I mean, Maybe. no. No, not really. A strange background has some um, some complications in terms of Monica making uh, Thanksgiving dinner because she wants oh, some special potatoes that. making. Yeah, yeah, she wants potatoes with peas and onions in them. Uh, um, Joey, as you mentioned, he gets a part as he's going to be the face on a billboard thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he realises what it's for. It's just for a medical thing. And then it's not until he's in the subway chatting up um, a woman that he used to work with that he realises that the uh, thing is for VD. So he says, like, oh, Mario or whatever. It's, it's given him the name, like some stereotypical, uh, like, Italian name. Mm-hmm. But he's, like, all charming on the subway. And then behind him is a picture of him saying he's got VD, which is quite, like, that's good. That's a good gag. I like that. Yeah. Can I ask you if you um, if you knew what VD was? Yeah. Because I the only time I'd ever heard the term VD was in the Eminem song. I think it was, um, it was one of the early yeah, Eminem songs, and he's um, he's sat in a cinema and he's saying, "I'm yeah. sat next to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera arguing about who gave someone VD." Yeah, yeah, but you've not heard it before. It's like a like it's an old fashioned word for it, and it would be what like they would say in the war, like it's, it's like a military term. Well, what it is is the reason. Disease, a catch-all term for various different STDs, isn't it? Yeah, basically, my wife told me, being the biologist, she said that it's the STDs as we call them now. That's that's what they used to be known as VDs. Yeah. So it is. I thought VD might be an actual STD, but it isn't. It's just no. It's like a, It's like an umbrella term. Yeah. Yeah. No, I did know that. Um, sorry. No, that's fine. sorry. I know more than you and Eminem. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. You carry on. Uh, Chandler doesn't have much to do again. He just sort of has a sad background um, Thanksgiving story of some sort. Um, Ross is annoyed because so Susan has been singing or talking to the bump. Mm-hmm. And he was pushed out by that. So then he has to go and do that because he's a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he does it, the baby kicks for the first time. Yep. Now, oh, no, I will. I'll come back out of that because I'll finish the, the whole six character thing. Monica's making Thanksgiving dinner and is stressful yep. about it at the end, mm-hmm. right? We're going to circle back around to Ross. So he's feeling that his nose is pushed out because... 
the the women are just getting on with it and he doesn't feel like he's included. Fine, right? I I understand that a little bit. However, yeah. we did we did touch on in a earlier episode that they've said you can be as involved or as uninvolved as you want. So presumably if he's feeling uninvolved, it's because he's decided to be. But when he then rocks up and does it, Carol, sorry, Susan who is mint all the time anyway. We've said yeah. this before. She's funny and really cool. That opening scene well, that she the first scene that she's in, she's brilliant, yeah. Yes. I I just wrote Susan is MVP. Like she's just the best. Um but I did put she's always seems to be shouting. Like her tone is really, really high. Um but when she walks in to him singing to the baby and the baby kicks, she's just over the moon because the baby's kicking. She's like supportive, like, yay, everything's good with the baby. And he's like a petulant little child. Yeah, absolutely. Sl- slaps her hand away, yeah. I I don't like Ross. <laughs> well, I yeah. think get rid of Ross and get Susan in the core six. Yeah, okay, it was a big shout. I mean, she does, I don't know how well she knows the rest of the, the other five at the minute, but no, she's... Well, uh, they'd only drag her down. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. Speaking of which, we should have a little stroll through uh, New York City. Oh, wow. Because, <laughs> because let's have a little stroll through New York City and have yeah. a little chat about how... how because the gang are being so, so selfish about what they yeah. want for Thanksgiving dinner, all wanting their their individual um, quirk. their individual, yeah, family's quirks that they used to have on their Thanksgiving dinner. Monica's getting that stressed out because she's trying to make everyone else happy. That she, when they go out to, they go out to check the blimp that's, that Chandler had reports is taking off. And yeah. They get locked out of their apartment because no one's grabbed the keys. Um, mm-hmm. Rachel was supposed to grab them. She thought Monica had them. Monica thought Rachel had them. They get locked out. So, so they come back down. Monica's that stressed out that she breaks down into floods of tears because of all the pressure that the gang have put her on selfishly. Does anyone mm-hmm. console her? Not even for a second. They basically say <laughs> they're just blaming each other, shouting at each other. Nobody, you'd think that they were living in the middle of a pandemic, pandemic, because no one gets within two feet of her. They don't want to know. Right. I'm coming down on the other side of this. Oh, okay. I've wrote, Monica has a breakdown over three kinds of potato. I make two for every Sunday roast we ever have. Do you? Yep. Every Sunday roast me and Beck ever have, there is mash and there are roasties. Every single time. Because she loves mash, I love roasties, we're having ball. Okay, wow. That's that, I mean, that's yeah. too much potato, I think, to be fair. No, but it's not. That, There's no such thing as too much potato, right? Stop. The, the, you're listening to your biologist wife there about <laughs> health, right? There's no such thing as too much potato. Ask anyone, Right. Two potatoes and every single Sunday roast I ever make. This is the once a year spectacular, and mm. she has to make a third kind. Brackets, which are tater tots, which are out of the bag, frozen. What the hell like, is a tater tot? Oh, a tater tot is like... So, 
like a little ball about the size we can get them over here that just we just don't care. They're like a ball the size of an eyeball, a, um, a potato, of potato, where like the inside is quite fluffy, like a mash. It's like a croquette, but a ball. That is exactly what it is. It's a croquette, but it's a ball. It's for kids. Right, so it's so it's fluffy mash on the inside, and then like a crispy pota- yeah, um, think, potato crumb. Yeah, think smileys, but a ball. Right, yeah. So, for ch- but but are they are they uh, marketed towards children? Is that the joke? Yes, that's but... why Joey wants them. Yeah, yeah. He wants okay. them because they're kids, right? Kids tots. He wants them. If she's going to make them, fine. But she could just get them out of a freezer bag, because that's where everyone else has them from, mm. and that stressing out over that's like me stressing out because my my i'm making sunday dinner for me and beck and lily wants a potato waffle yeah that's what caused her to have that breakdown i'm not i don't care she is being dramatic and there's one of two options here and to be fair it could be either option one she is really really overreacting and everything's burned because she's terrible because Ross just rocks up when that's all on fire, hmm. like as if he's not late. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean? yeah. Well, let's say dinner for four. He rocks up at four. Everything's on fire and ruined. And the three kinds of potato that are ruined weren't even in the oven or on the stove. They were just on the side. Yeah. <laughs> right. So there's that. Or option two, which is equally likely, is Ross is a bad person and doesn't care that he's rocking up really really late for thanksgiving dinner that is also very viable yeah absolutely yeah absolutely because they, they are in new york city and presumably the um the two girls susan and carol didn't have anything planned for thanksgiving <laughs> because they've had no time to prepare anything because they've got ross singing really shit songs to carol's belly <laughs> yeah yeah so really, they... really badly rewritten the monkeys song yeah yeah uh, yeah, there's, there's like it's not Thanksgiving in their house, is it? No, nothing was happening at all. Do they not great mm. then for Thanksgiving? Is it just literally just a, a meal? There's no uh, decoration. No idea. Oh. I don't know. Um, I think uh, no, I don't know. All I know is they do the big meal, and then the next day is that's what Black Friday is. That's the shopping day. Ah, uh, okay. So yeah, that Black is Black Friday. Like- the day after Thanksgiving, because presumably, you know, like at Christmas, like loads of people have got extra cash now because like grandma gives you money instead of a gift mm-hmm. and everyone's at home. So it's like, I think that's why they do that. Like they have the big shopping day where it's discounts because they go like, oh, there's so many people are in the city that they you know they're at their hometown where they wouldn't usually be and they've got this extra little bit of cash let's chuck discount and everything and economies of scale okay, same yeah. as like, like boxing day football matches are always absolute sellouts because people are home who aren't usually home and give each other tickets and go as a family and all the rest of it presumably as well if 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 thank thanksgiving is a thursday then like you suspect, then maybe the Friday's a public holiday as well. Oh yeah, yeah, probs. So they're probably yeah. off work as well, maybe. Or if they, if it's not a public holiday, maybe they just people would just take a day off as sort of standard because and have, make a long weekend of it. Um, we glossed over there entirely the fact that it's real Carol. 
Yeah, yeah, no, it was good to see because we didn't didn't care much for the other Carol, so now I'm happy to see that. Even though I knew it was happening because I'd done the research previously and I knew that the other Carol was only in that one episode, when yeah. I knew he was going to see Carol, I was still sort of a little bit, not, not anxious, that sounds a bit overdramatic, but I was kind of like... Um, oh, what if Carol... Yeah, what happens if it is that other Carol? Oh, but then it wasn't, and that was good. And even so, even talking about people it looking a bit different with Rachel and stuff, Susan, I know it's the same actress, but she looked different to me as well. Oh, right, okay. just looked a bit. They looked a bit. I don't know. The makeup might have been done a bit better. It was shot a bit better. Just the whole, the whole aesthetics of the episode looked completely different to me for the first day. I'll tell you one thing. We, me, and you live in different places, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, I'm up in in Durham, where um, there are students and young people. And Greg, you live out in the countryside, where the average age is 360. <laughs> um, but um, what Susan was wearing in this episode, the big sort of early 90s weird baggy jeans that like you know that non-cut of jeans where there's just no it doesn't fit anywhere other than the waist yeah yeah and then the same with a tear with like a big baggy shirt thing Mm -hmm. um you could have plucked her out of this episode and put her in at like any sort of like studenty type place in durham and no one would be able to tell the difference it's completely what everyone's wearing now yeah, 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 absolutely. The the shapeless shapeless jeans, absolutely. Yeah, and I have because I work in Sheffield. I have actually I've seen it. I've seen it. You, you're right. They are they're hundred percent around. Which yeah. means me and you are going to have to grow our curtains back soon. Do you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for an undercut. To be honest, though, <laughs> at the minute, like the thought of having the curtains and an undercut where it's a very top heavy haircut where you've got thick hair on the top and then no hair underneath. That's like a complete 180 now, 25 years on, where naturally my hair is a lot thicker underneath than it is on top. I was going to say, you could do the undercut now and you wouldn't have to worry about the additional weight on top. Yeah, I could pretty much, if I did an undercut now. I like that that feathered uh, undercut you've got going on. No, 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 no. (laughs) If I did an undercut now... I'd pretty much just have a skinhead if I did an undercut. Um, <laughs> the um, do you know who else has made a comeback? Talking about fashions coming back around, who else made a comeback? Gunther. Gunther, our boy Gunther was there. He was on the phone again. Yeah, and uh, I saw him right at the beginning on the phone, and then he was in the background for something about He's... two scenes later. He's in the background where Joey has found all his posters all around New York. Oh City. yeah, yeah. And sort of gives him like a little look, like, oh, there's the there's the syphilis guy. Yeah, it's that dude. But yeah, other than that, very again, very incognito. I mean, yeah. on episode nine, and this, he's still not had a speaking part, but he's been no. in nearly every episode, if not all of um, them. Maybe he's missed one or two, but that's it. Yeah, I think he's probably missed one, mm. but he. Yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. I think he he. If we're on episode nine, he must have been in eight of them. How how we've we've talked a lot about the context of this episode and the content of this episode, but what about the the the, the laffles? 
did you actually did it did you did it amuse you at any point one single line and uh, right i've written down one line okay and uh, and it belongs to my best friend okay you go ahead with your best friend then just just for the like for this line yeah it wins the best friend because nobody else did anything that made me go yeah i like them so the best friend was chandler Oh, okay, okay, we differ. But I, my logic was exactly the same as yours. My best friend is for one line, and one line only. Okay, when we're locked out of the apartment, and mm-hmm. Joey's trying all of the keys in the door, Rachel turns to Chandler, who's holding a, a drawer, like mm-hmm. a, it has been removed from the cabinet, which is full of keys. Yep. She goes, ah! Why have you got so many keys? And he like really, really dryly with a bit of a smirk on his face goes, for an emergency, just like this. And she <laughs> hates it. And the delivery on that, I thought, that was absolutely brilliant. Like, <laughs> that was that was a star making moment. Well done, Chandler, best friend. Why do you guys have so many keys in there anyway? For an emergency just like this. <laughs> he is the best comedy actor. So like uh, yeah. out of the six. Well, um, apart from when you like your little Ross bits of slapstick, but yes, I agree. No, yeah, but in terms of delivering a line, he is the yeah, best yeah. comedy actor. And I I think Chandler, if if I ever struggle with the best friend, he's always going to be my fall guy because he always does something redeemable in every episode. Yeah, fair play. Purely based on the fact he's the best comedy actor. However... To avoid, to avoid being obvious and giving it to Chandler on, on this occasion, the line that stole it for me was from Joey. Okay. And it was the line... I mean, this probably isn't going to be funny when I come back to it, but it tickled me at the time. When they sat down having Thanksgiving dinner and they pick up a piece of food, I don't know what it is, like a bread or something like that, a garlic bread or something. Uh, I think uh, Phoebe picked it up. It's cheese, isn't it? Cheese on toast. Is it cheese on toast? Sorry, yeah, of course yeah. it is, yeah. So, because, um, yeah, dinner's ruined, that's right. So Chandler's made everyone cheese and toast. So I think it's either Monica or Phoebe pick up a piece. And I think Monica picks it up and Phoebe says, oh, no, wait, you need to split it with someone. Like, basically. Yeah, like, 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 like a wish. Yeah, or, oh, yeah, wishbone, that works. That's probably it, actually. I was thinking Christmas cracker. Basically, they had to split it with someone else, and whoever got the biggest piece got to make the wish. Wishbone mm-hmm. makes much more sense. Of course, it's a wishbone. Um, yeah. And she splits it with Joey. They went. They go. Oh, Joey, you got the bigger half. What did you wish for? And he just goes, "The bigger half." Yeah. Which I thought was brilliant because that is again. Yeah. That's again. It was really dry. It was really obvious. Of course, I wish for the bigger half. Because I'm a fat pig. Yeah, yeah. I think they're, they're starting to get him down a bit more, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. Because that was yeah. like, you know, that not only is that the, the Joey that loves eating food, it's also the Joey that's a bit simple and you can wish for anything in the world and you literally just wish him <laughs> for the bigger half Sli- of the food. Slightly more yeah, cheese sli- than you. Slightly more of the cheese that's already in your hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so I like that. Yeah. So I like. So what I gave it to Joey for that. Um, I'm I'm just gonna name Rachel as worst friend. Um, I, I know we don't have to do that, but I I, I would like to. No, you you you're more than welcome to. The, I I open on the, 
on the theme of Thanksgiving, mm. what are we thankful for? I'm the opposite. I am not thankful for Rachel. Um, what is Rachel <laughs> thankful for? Being a selfish bitch. Yeah. She's thankful for $100 worth of handouts from her friends. And then she's all, really... All chipped in 20 bucks, even though we know... Oh, no, no, no. No, we don't. I was going to say, we know that Phoebe doesn't have a job. No, we don't. But she's, she does something, doesn't she? And although she, although they've all paid for this trip, she still manages to have a go at them for her missing the trip. Like, they've yeah. cost her money, which were, was their money anyway. <laughs> which is ridiculous. I'd she needs to grow up hair very soon. Hey, yeah. I'll tell you one thing that I was thankful for. Yeah. Ross wearing um, a big pair of Oxblood Red Doc Martens with, nice. uh, with his chinos. Yeah, very nice. Nothing more what? nice than a pair of Dr. Martens. But with chinos? Yeah. You're a man that loves a Doc Martin. Would you not wear it with a chino? I don't have a chino. I don't know what sort of man has chinos anymore. Uh, golfers. Right. Well, do you see a, do- a golfer in Doc Martens? No, you would not. Um, Who else has chinos? Politicians on holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Bill Gates on holiday with his 18-hole Doc Martens. Prime Minister, <laughs> Prime Minister at Checkers. Um, yeah. I think we're both going to say the same best friend uh, the best pal so on after three one two three susan susan i mean you were way off then what were you what was that let's do that again ready wait, wait, wait. after three to me, though, that, was on, that was on time for me right after three ready one two three susan Sue. you're way off forget it forget it <laughs> it's literally on the on the money for me well, maybe it'll sound better in the edit. Maybe there's a satellite delay yeah. from Durham to Derbyshire. Let's give um, honourable mention to Terry, though, eh? Yeah, oh, he, yeah, I mean, you know, if Susan hadn't come in and stole the show... It... it was him for being brutal until she was there. I didn't know she was going to be in the episode, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, he was... Any other episode, he would have stolen the show just by being needlessly brutal to Rachel. Yeah. Do you know, I, for some reason, I don't know why, the last episode, it kind of sucked the energy out of me somehow. But I feel, even though it wasn't a particularly good episode, I felt a bit more energised. Maybe because there was a bit more going on, different threads going on. And so it does. I do feel a bit more energised, a bit more optimistic about the future. Okay. Yeah. I think you feel that way because of how it looked. Maybe, yeah, maybe. The brighter shooting brightened up my expectations somewhat. Mm. What Have did you, you think um, of the episode? Oh, well, that is a good point. I didn't like it very much at all. No. So I'm going to give it a two out of six. Yeah, I think I will as well. I can't. I can't justify a one, I don't think, but I also definitely can't justify a three. No, yeah, I feel too too optimistic for a one, but no, I mean, the actual content of the episode doesn't doesn't justify a three at all, no. What's been our best episode so far? I don't know, you're the man that's keeping the scores, so... I know, yeah, I'll check it out when I get to, like, when we're at 12, but, like, honestly... 
it feels like this series is garbage, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah. Tw- I I know I, I know where I start to really like it because I used to have a couple of series on video and I mm-hmm. knew which ones I really liked. So I know we're a little bit off yet, and I know when we start peaking. But I didn't think it was this rubbish to start with. And I think on the whole, over you know a nine-episode average now, mm-hmm. I would not watch this were it on TV. No, I mean, I am getting through at the minute on Netflix. I am watching uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia for the second time yeah. round. And I'm, I'm on. Watching... I'm on the third time round with that. That is my tonic. Yeah, and I'm also watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, which I've seen the odd episode of, but never watched them episode after episode after episode. And I am now, and they are both in very very different ways, top notch, laugh out loud, hilarious shows. Yeah, and just just wonderful. And this is not. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> hey, Greg, why not to um. To give us something sweet to uh, finish on, let's mm. uh, take a minute or two to review the last episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia that you watched. Is uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that make me much happier than this? Well, it would, and I always, after watching an episode of Friends, I always watch one or the other of the two shows I just mentioned to cheer me back up again. Go on, is, let's have it. Which is a damning indictment of uh, Friends as it is so yeah. far. The last episode of um, it's always sunny. You're putting me on the spot now. I watched Brooklyn Nine Nine last night, so I can't even think of. Uh, well, Mac has just lost all his weight. That's where I'm up to currently. Oh, rewatch. Oh, I'm so I'm slightly behind you on my watch. I uh just watched where they went to Jersey. Um, oh yeah, so he's really still good. he's still really fat. Um, and Charlie. Um, Charlie thinks he's made like inroads with the the waitress, but it turns out they were just on drugs the whole time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really, really good. Cool. The episode before that is Frank's Pretty Woman, which was just so much like that's so good because it's where <laughs> where Max put on all of the weight and he's carrying around a bin bag full of chimichangas <laughs> and he's got diabetes <laughs> and he keeps calling it diabetes. <laughs> oh man, why are we not doing this for always, Sonny? Uh, that is a good question, and we oh. we've spent nine weeks so far trying to work that out, and we're going to be spending yeah. a lot longer. So, uh, without gosh. further ado, until next week, my friend. <laughs> yes, for oh no, not mate, pal. See you later, pal. One day, honestly, one day I will remember to call you pal at the end of this episode without getting it wrong first. <laughs> No, that's all right. That's what, no one's here for for factual accuracies and and correct um, correct professionalism. Yeah, right. Yep. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back next week. Yep.